Huffing and puffing, sort of style. There's another energy to power the ride. Let's achieve your goals to joy, not stress. It's a men green ukulele podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the men green ukulele podcast, where we talk about achieving your goals through joy and not stress. I'm your host, Geneviève Pepin. Please call me Jen. So today, Today is all about my guest, Kimberly Kennedy. She is a marketing consultant and she specializes in helping people find their funny bone, whether it is companies or personal brands. So today we're going to talk about how to bring the funny, uh, even though, you know, you're not a comedian or necessarily a funny person. Um, And what I love about our conversation is that we go from how to bring levity in the workplace and also how to bring levity in our everyday life and find those opportunities. So without further ado, let's go into it. In this segment of Juicy Stories and Media Catch-Up, well, 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 I am with the one and only Kim K, Kimberly Kennedy, aka the magic with small hands. Kim and Jen, Kim and Javier, always. Yes. Come on now. Uh-huh. Strike the pose. All right. <laughs> Great. Uh, we already started this party. All right. So, <laughs> yay. Uh, welcome yay, yay, to the Men Green Ukulele podcast, Kim. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I know it's a long time coming. Jen and I have been trying to get together, and we finally did it. So yes. I'm excited to be here. We're making it happen. We're making it happen. And uh, I was looking forward to it because I know that because I know that you have many surprises for us, but I just love your energy (laughs) so much. So I want to I just want to say, tell the audience. So what you need to know about Kimberly now, um, Kimberly, she has a decade of experience in marketing and advertising and in production. Right. And she is also a former country star. (laughs) That's you. Yeah, that's um, yes. Heart of gold. Yeah. Heart of gold. <laughs> I remember. I'm I'm so glad that you revealed that uh, to the audience. And yes, that is true. I uh, performed at like every little Texas Opry uh, with two other girls. And um, yeah, I wore a lot of sequins and I had really big hair. Yeah. So yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's... But I'm a Canadian turned Texan. So half Canadian, half Texas. So I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. But yeah. I'd love to explore the similarities uh, between, where are you from in Canada specifically? Alberta, right? Well, I'm from Calgary, which they have the stampede. So it's very like the sister city, like Calgary, Houston, Dallas, because we have the rodeo, right? Yeah. So it's not a huge departure. Oh, okay. So I really could have been in Heart of Gold in Calgary, or I could have been in Heart of Gold in Texas. Yeah. Yeah, but they the, the would have been different in Calgary. Calgary, I think. Yeah, you were better That's at true. Texas, I'm guessing, for country music. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um. So, and and as you may as you may notice, uh, Kim is uh, has also some experience in the comedy and comedy writing uh, and uh, storytelling. And now, Kim, you are dedicated to helping businesses find their funny bone. And that that's, and that's, and I want to say, and I want to say that, so I saw you first on 
So I did a thing, the live stream from Chris Hennessy. Shout out to Chris. Yep. Um, Love Chris. And, um, I saw you for like, I just humped on a live stream and for like five minutes and I was like, I started to get emotional. Like what? Out of the blue. And I, and I was like, this person, I need to meet this person. And I got emotional because you were just talking about, um, you were just talking about the simplicity of how to bring humor and marketing and personal brands. And I just thought you were so authentic and you were like the things you were saying. And I'm, I, I, I hope that you think this is a compliment, but you know, it, like some of it was so random and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I am a nut. Yes. So I, and I was like, Oh yeah, but I, I, I feel like, I get it. please help me bring that part of me out. And then I reached out and we got on a call and, uh, and I has, I was part of your, um, I, I, you know, I reached out and I, and I hired you as a consultant for a little bit and, uh, and you helped yes. me tremendously into debunking some of, um, what it meant to bring humor in my business. Um, yes. and so, um, so I'm very grateful for that. And I'm so happy that you're here today, uh, because we're going to talk about this, like how to bring levity and humor even though like either it's a serious environment or even though we don't feel like it um because it right, doesn't right. have to be something extreme you know it, it doesn't have to be mathematical no and I think that's the biggest uh like debunking that theory of like you have to be like waka 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 the comedian in the room you don't you don't it's about I think having the, the thought shift of like comedian versus levity, there's a difference. And I think people think, oh, I'm not that funny. Like, how do I do that? And everybody absolutely can add levity into their work environment, into a podcast, whatever. Like I've seen you since you and I have, have, have connected and grown, it clicked and you were like, I can have my ukulele. I can do those things. And people, I can still be taken seriously because what you're 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 what you are giving to your audience and to your clients is very valuable. But gosh darn it, let's do it in a fun way. And what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't think that you can be professional. You can be a badass at what you do, yeah. very well versed, mm-hmm. very um just all encompassing in what you do an expert but I mean just put a little raise your hand if you just want a little fun in there right right absolutely I mean, just I just feel like um my core job and what I'm passionate about with um a humor marketing consultant is just giving people the courage to know like you don't have to be the funniest person in the room there's different tools and techniques you can use just to add levity in the things that you do. Yeah. Um, and it's okay. And, and to do it, you know, like go out there and be bold. And I do feel like your community grows. You find the, you find your clients that you're going to yes. love working with the, isn't it true? Like I yeah. have found the most incredible clients that, like you said, when, when you first saw me on the Chris's podcast, mm-hmm. like that's, my network, those are, that's my, you know, that's somebody I want to have in my life. Yeah. It's the same with clients. Like it's a time investment and why not work with people that appreciate that fun part 
and then also get so much value from what you're doing. So I think that's the main thing. I like to, what I do in my expertise is infusing the funny and the levity into businesses, brands, projects, what that looks like um, for everybody. And it's different for everyone. Yeah. I am a total goof, nut, nut, nutcase. Like I like the most random stuff. I'm all about like surprise. Like I talk about hop. Okay. Here's a perfect example. Yes. Popping into frame. Yeah. Right. Anybody could do that. Whether you are a dry sense of humor, whether you are a total nut like me, whether you're even just timid and shy and more of an observer, observer, mm-hmm. you can pop into frame and say hi, whether it's on a Zoom call or everything's virtual at this point, right? So it's yeah. like, how do you make connections with people um, and add humor to virtual. I think a lot of us are struggling with connectivity for, for, you know, whether it's a consultant that you're working with freelance, an entire company. Um, and I think people are, would be surprised to know that there are, there is research that, that if, especially if you're a a leader, if you're in a leadership role, people trust you in a Mm -hmm. different way. Um, you're more relatable, but you're not unprofessional. And I mean, you know, there's definitely statistics and research to back that up. Like yeah. that they, there has been, you know, research that shows that humor is valuable and we all need it so desperately right now. So Absolutely. it's, it's, um, it's a passion. And I mean, gosh, such a fun, fun career to yeah. use the fun and, and help others. So I know, yeah. I know. And, you know, I feel like it's even, I feel like he, somebody who is good at what they do. And on top of that, they feel so comfortable with themselves. Cause I think that it's so vulnerable to do something different and it's so vulnerable to kind of, you know, be a little bit goofy and so on that if, if you add that to expertise, it's kind of like, yeah, like it's, it makes me feel like that person knows their stuff so much that they're comfortable to, to even be themselves. Like you don't have to build that facade. And of course, Again, as you said, it's not like if somebody is not that type of person, well, that's okay too. Right. right? But if you are, then just let it out. Um, in, 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 uh, Oh, a hundred percent. And even if you use some of the little tips and tricks to add energy, like energy and levity, like popping into frame, how hysterical would that be? If you were more of a dry personality, people would, would be so engaged in your stuff, like, and you're still going to be the person that you are, but it doesn't take much to, to pop in or, you know, do something to add a little yeah. bit of energy to what you're doing. And I mean, people will be like, well, was that Stan? Yeah, that, con- Stan yeah, just- that contrast <laughs> is even more funny. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And then it's like, oh, well, I want to hear what he, he or she has yeah. to say. I want to like, what? that's so, you know, that's not what I anticipate. And that's like a lot to do with comedy, like throwing you off. Right. That is the surprise, the element of surprise. It's, it's, it's a, it's a comedic technique, but you don't have to be a comedian. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to hear like what, because I know that you, you know, you work one-on-one with people and you also help, you also do workshops and companies, a presentation in companies to help with bringing levity in the environment, in the work environment. And um, 
I'd love to hear, a, you know, a story or something that around like really bringing something inside the company, because sometimes it's, you know, yes, there's those little things, but there's a fear of maybe that it's not going to be accepted. What have you heard about that in terms of, of what, uh, what you suggest for people to do and how it's accepted uh, in the company culture? So a little thing that I did, I had a, um, a company that I did, it was more focused on, like you said, an internal, they're 99% virtual. Mm-hmm. And the problem was how to engage and how to have true relationships with, you know, a hundred coworkers and what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. Uh, part of my, so this is a, a, a funny story about how just a little thing created this, this fun uh, rapport with the coworkers instantly. So I'm so bummed. I can't, freaking find it my kids stole well it's actually my kids from their music class in school but (laughs) so really did I steal it I pretty much stole it this is gonna I'm gonna pretend this is my recorder okay Okay. I have this red recorder and I start out my fun infusion zoom call playing this stupid recorder like I'm just like first of all everybody on the call was like what is that? Okay. I guess I'm going to listen to this chick. And then it turned into this whole thing that they now, I don't know if they ended up doing it or not. I hope they did. By the end, their, their creative people were, were sending emails to the head honchos with recorders with the custom logo on it. So everybody could have a recorder at their house to play for different like types of things. And I mean, that in itself, is that not hysterical? Like everyone that was is. like, oh my gosh, we need to have our own custom recorder. We <laughs> can send it to everybody and everybody has one and it can, it can. And then it was like this instant thing with your coworkers. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. But when you're meeting or whatever, everyone has a recorder and it was like, okay, freestyle, like, and it showed up. So something simple as that is so valuable and another thing that people may not realize helps is leaving some space in in the virtual world of zoom meetings and stuff to share some funny i think what happens is people are compartmentalizing the most funny things that happen during their day guess who they share it with they share it with their family their friends they're texting you know, things along those lines. And you don't, because you don't have a water cooler because people are not around a water cooler as much anymore. Some are, Um, but share the funny. Did you totally trip and fall and just eat it? And then the mailman saw you. I mean, sharing your life with people in, in all those funny moments, whether it's in parenting in whatever that may be for your life, just a little thing like that, like taking the time instead of diving into a meeting, like, okay, what's our to do's and da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't know. Call it like a fun moment. Like did anything ridiculous happen to you today? In virtual, the virtual world is very hard to connect. Right. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, and whether it's your dog, your husband, your, your spouse, your significant other, your kids, 
something random happens that's so ridiculous and sharing that with the people around you that you work with is going to add that levity. And then it starts these like kind of funny, like inside jokes. You know how when you feel connected with somebody, like the heart of gold thing, like sharing that I was in a, I mean, over the top country, all gold sequins, the cowboy hat, big hair. I shared that with you. And now we have this kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, you're going to, you're going to belt out a Reba song or whatever. So sharing your life in that way is, um, is important and it, it adds instant humor and it's not, it's not intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Just share those funny moments with the people around you. So. Yeah. I I love the, one of the things that you shared with me uh, in one of our previous conversations is also, you know, the different types of humor and how some of Mm -hmm. them are more accessible than others. And now when I'm hearing you talk, I'm hearing you talk about the ridiculousness. And I find that something that is so simple, like the recorder, like something that is just, it's just so ridiculous. It's just so over the top ridiculous that of course, like it's an innocent laugh, you know, like it's not like a joke about politics or whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's not like a smart laugh. It's like, no, no, it's so ridiculous. Like it's just a laugh trigger for the brain. Like it's so ridiculous. Like what? So that it's, it brings a little, it breaks the ice a little bit. It breaks the ice. And I always encourage y'all keep it clean. Like don't, don't try and be, first of all, like inappropriate humor, especially in the work environment. Don't even go there. Like it doesn't, it doesn't, um, doesn't come off. Well, somebody's going to be offended probably like Mm -hmm. just, I have always loved just really good old fashioned, goofy, clean humor, you know, like the dad jokes or the, you know, something random or ridiculous, um, where everyone's going to appreciate it. And it's not gonna, it, it just adds levity without like ruffling anybody's feathers and, just stay away from like that crass humor, in my opinion, especially yeah. in a business environment. Keep it clean. Keep it clean, people. Yeah. You know, you may have your other groups of friends that they, they may find some of that additional humor. And I'm not saying some of it's not funny. I'm sure it is. But to me, I just like those good old, just stupid laughs. Like, you know, just that to me is joyful. And yeah. everybody appreciates it. And even if they don't, they're going to get a little bit like, okay, that's really stupid, but yeah. it's fun. You know, <laughs> it, that's basically like my mom, my mom thinks basically half, half of my stuff isn't really that funny. She's like, mom, she's like, Kim, you just, you laugh at your own jokes for two weeks straight and you think it's so hilarious. I'm like, well, that's true. <laughs> but every now and then Cheryl, my mom, Cheryl, she's like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> I mean, she gives me a little bit, right? Um, so you're going to have that. You're going to have those co-workers that may be like okay that's cheesy but hey take the risk because there's going to be 90 percent of your of the people that you work with that are going to appreciate it yeah own the cheesiness hashtag own the the cheesiness yeah own the cheesiness and it's just fun it's just you know so that's my advice yeah 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 comes to humor yeah i think that's also Something that something that I find that the ridiculeness, the ridiculous, whatever that 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 word would be, um, uh, it, it comes in really handy. Is also 
when we're not feeling so joyous and how to include levity and humor into, into this, right? Like what I want to say is that the, the most visceral laugh of something so ridiculous can be so useful when we're not necessarily in the mood or that we want to, you know, we're going through crappy moments because those crappy moments, they come when even no matter how much we plan against it, they come. And sometimes there's nothing else to do than just go surf it, surf through it and uh, come back on the other side. And sometimes some levity can be very helpful as well in order to go through that so that, you know, we, we surf with a smile. Well, not in a smile on, maybe not, but like, at least it's a little bit more enjoyable of an experience. Yes, for sure. And I mean, my last couple of posts, the beginning of 2022 for me was so hard to get my wheels turning. Mm -hmm. I work better on, um, a predictable schedule. Yeah. Well, guess what? When Omicron comes running into your life, wait, hold on. I only found one of them. When Omicron comes scampering in our life. Yes. Here, here I am to stop on you now. <laughs> and unpredictability, whether, you know, I have three children, so I joke with my husband. Somebody at some point is going to be projectile vomiting, having a fever. I mean, yeah the unpredictability of life right now. And then you add a pandemic, you add job insecurity. What's, you know, not being either not staffed enough or trying to find what your, your next journey is, all those things you get in a rut and it's like, you can't, how do you find joy when you can't quite get those wheels turning? There's not an ebb and flow to anything. Like all of us have had to wing it for two years, I feel like. Yeah. And that's a very hard place to stay in. Like, yeah. And like, okay, I got to shift and I got to, you know, how do I grow this business or, you know, for whatever that may be. And I feel like when it comes to humor and levity, even if it's that one friend that sends you the most hilarious gif or gif or however you pronounce it, like just cling to those little things yeah. or something you see that just makes you just laugh your butt off. I mean, those little things are wins to, as you're pulling yourself out. And then, like you said earlier, you do get on the other side eventually. Like, I feel like now for me, myself personally, I am getting back into the groove, like trying to make it work regardless. And I think you do have to get to a point where it's like, I'm not going to let this inconsistency and unpredictability of our world right now stop Mm. me. I have to get it, it, you know, it's a mindset thing. Like I can't do the, oh, I'm not going to do anything because I don't know what's next. Just no. Like you got to say no. You got to say no, 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 no. And then you got to say, yeah, 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 yeah. You got to say no, 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 no. And it doesn't matter about the coronavirus. We're going to keep on going. <laughs> we're gonna, oh, yeah, we turned this into a wrap. We're going to keep on going. Don't worry about tomorrow. Put your hand together. We're going to keep doing it. Boom. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yes, you cannot stay yeah. in that rut. You have to be like, yeah. I can't do it anymore. I've got to get on the other side. And yeah. um, little bits of humor are so helpful in those times. Yeah. And it doesn't, 
like for me, I like prank my husband or I just do something <laughs> silly. I mean, poor Scott. My husband's like, what? Are you in a rut? You're in a rut because yeah. you're bugging me. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, listen, honey, it's because just because I, you know, because I'll randomly, okay, a, a perfect prank, which I think everybody should do to the people they love is if, if you can get into their phone, you text a friend of theirs that they haven't talked to in like 10 years, like a bestie from high school or whatever. And all you say is like, I have horrible diarrhea. (laughs) And my husband is like an engineer to the, I sent it to his best friend from high school. Yeah. Best friend from high school. And that's all I wrote. And they haven't texted in like, you know, I mean, well, okay, that's a bad example because they do keep more in touch. But somebody who he has not talked to. And you know what's so funny about men in general? I was waiting like with bated breath to see like what his friend was going to say. I'm dying. And they're just like, hey, bud, what's up? I'm like, I basically just told you I have diarrhea. Like, what? Are you not going to say like, what? Imodium or something? Yeah. So that's my type of humor. And then I just laugh at my dang self because I think it's so funny. And then my husband changes his password on his phone because then I can't get into it. And he's like, quit messing with me. To bring yourself joy, stop pranking your husband. Yeah. But my advice is continue to prank Continue pranking your husband. And then use it, use it as an excuse. Say, I'm just in a rut. Okay, I you're helping me. You're helping me get out of it. That's what I say to that. <laughs> well, um, I would say that is hilarious. Uh, that is de- definitely to be like, this girl. Yeah, anyway. I think that what's even more hilarious is is the disappointment on your face when there was no reaction. I think that yeah, that's that's the that's the funny part. Um, yeah, for sure. I, you know, what I love to do is I have, I don't have children, but I have dogs. They're humanized. I'm not going to lie. I humanize totally. them a lot. Uh, they, you know, uh, we have dialogues and so on. And they make me laugh all the time, especially when I'm, you know, if I don't feel joyous or joyful and dogs are so pure, like they have an energy about them. Um, yes. So whether, you know, I make them dance or uh, I, yep. you know, I dance and they just suffer through it uh, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is hilarious. Also, I find uh, with my husband, something that I like to do is that I like to, to use any random noise in the house and then just dance on it. So, for example, when we start the coffee maker, like it, it does like eh, 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 when it starts. So then we call it the boogie. And then we just like dance. And then you get your cup and you're like, and then you pour it. See? Look at that. Instant comedy. Yeah. Instant. And that's, that's something that's, uh, you know, bringing a lot of, a lot of laughter out. And this is really stupid. Like somebody would come in the house. See that's like, what, what are you doing? It's just a coffee maker. No, no. It's a boogie maker. It's a joy maker. Yeah. Uh huh. Joy in a rut. Uh huh. That's right. Move your butt. Move your butt. (laughs) Joy in a rut. That's right. Oh my God. (laughs) You're rhyming. All right. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you know how many views you're going to get on this podcast? Like 
five more than normal. Yeah. At least. At least five. Because you have be three like, children. And right. Uh, yeah. I mean, at least you're going to be, it's going to go viral. I'm sure <laughs> just move your butt when you're in a rut. Yeah. Who everybody needs that. John Viev, everybody needs that. In their yeah. Life. That's what I'm saying. I so. mean, I think that there are, there is some lessons to learn through this saying that every, there's so many opportunities, you know, I did a podcast with Amy, Amy Angelili a few, a few weeks back and, mm -hmm. and, and she's a, a laughter expert and, you know, oh, she awesome. was, yes. And, and we're talking about just, you know, about laughing about a lot of silly, silly things and finding a lot of opportunities to laugh. And I think that uh, this speaks also to, there's so many opportunities around you it's really a matter of being like giving yourself permission to yes dive into that ridiculousness like own the cheesiness yep. uh and the cheesiness. yeah and and you know move your butt when you're in a rut like this kind of <laughs> thing you know and and bring it and oh give yourself that permission so that you can just live for that present moment of just feeling that little joy or or laughter in the moment um and uh and surf the wave until until it passes yes and i feel like i think another encouragement for somebody that's watching this that is really struggling like it's just in a really sad spot i do feel like just having people around you like even the little things like a perfect example of like i would see the little clips that you did with your little ukulele or your your when i was in a rut and i didn't feel like being in that like but seeing you and and your joy surround yourself with people that are joyful like that even yeah. when you're not quite ready to be joyful mm. you know maybe you're just in a longer season of like gosh i just can't get out of it well surround your LinkedIn network with some fun. Um, listen to those podcasts that are going to bring you some joy, even when you don't feel joyful. So I feel like, I think there's going to be some people listening today. That's like, man, I just, I'm really struggling. Like I can't get there. Well, that's okay. You know, you know, look on Jen's page when she's doing her little ukulele, finding those moments of that other people can bring that to you until you get to the other side because you yeah. will get to the other side. Yeah. Um, Because I feel people do get stuck and then they feel like, oh, I'm never going to get there. Well, you will. Yeah. Um, and surround yourself with a network and a community of people that are having a little bit of fun while you're struggling. Yeah. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that, you know, I think you said something very important, which is accepting, not necessarily agreeing with feeling like crap, but just accepting that this is, this is uh yes. how you're feeling and knowing that you know it's okay like there's there's a permission bit i think that a lot of suffering comes also from the expectation that we should feel in, in another way or the expectation that yeah like i feel in a rut but i should be blah 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 i should do blah and blah, then blah. you just it piles on and then you feel yes. this guilt about it or these expectations and then you feel horrible about not making those goals and now I also say, don't stay there. That's when the part, that's the hard part, right? You have to know like whether you need to reach out or, you know, Absolutely. whether it's therapy or things like that. Like you don't want to stay in that spot, but it's okay to just, it just kind of be kind of crappy for a while. And in, in sitting in that and knowing that it's a season and trying your best to find those little bits of joy in those moments 
and surrounding yourself with people that do make you laugh. I mean, I have friends that I could have the worst day of my life and they are so ridiculous and so funny with like the text messages they send or they will leave me a ridiculous voicemail knowing, you know, um, when you click your voicemail and it's read, you can read the voicemail, you Mm. know, on your phone. So they know that I'm probably not going to listen to it, but I'll click play and I'll read it. And it's so stupid. Like, you know, Hey, I just Bart from the garbage disposal. I found your blah, 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 and I'm reading it and I'm just dying. And then they'll text me and be like, I know you read my voicemail. And I'm like, yes, thanks Bart. You know, like, so, so trying to find that village that, that is going to lift you up in humor when you're having a hard time. They're always, they're always valuable. I mean, my friends think I'm valuable because I'm always sending them. I send them pictures of people they don't know. And it, that's it. <laughs> like I send them a photo. Yeah. Say it's my aunt Jan from, from 1980. I send them a photo in an envelope of someone they don't know. And that's it. But I don't even put my return address on. And then they're like, and then they'll text me and pretty oh, much like, it, like in a snail mail in the snail mail. I send them a picture of someone they don't know. Yeah. And so they open it and they're like, who is this? Who sent this to me? And then they instantly think, Kim, Kim did this. Yeah. Who is this? And then it turns into this whole thing. I'm like, yeah, that's my aunt. She was in Mexico in 1980 and I have a picture. <laughs> You'd like to have it. Just stuff like that makes no sense. It's fine. I put a can of um, yeah, formal that chili. That's a good one. I put one. a can of chili in my um, father-in-law's shower, and I just waited for three days. I waited to see what my father-in-law Bruce would say about the can of chili. Never said a thing. Never. He's washing his hair every night, staring in that can. Formal chili. It's a red can. Like, how do you not think? why is that chili in here? And like, what's happening? I mean, the anticipation, other thing, no one's given it back to me. Like Bruce was like, I'm just going to take my shower. And I don't, I don't care about this can of chili. I'm, I'm going to ask anybody, why is it in here? No, no. And then finally, my mother-in-law was like, Bruce, that can of chili has been in here for three days. Like, are you going to be like, I wonder what's happening. And you know what he said? He thought it was an empty can of chili that someone was using for a cup. <laughs> he was like, oh, I thought it was empty. I thought you were using it to like shower, like to wash off the grandkids. I... And Pam was, Pam was like, a, you thought of like an empty tin can, like a very safe, sharp tin can of chili I was going to use to rinse someone's hair. I mean, it was, then it turned into even more hilarity because it was so like, you just didn't even think about it. So, yeah. yeah. I think that, Real I think like that, that the, 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 uh, the reactions to you, Frank, are like <laughs> a, another level. Like that's the, the pranks are good, but the reaction to them was just like, Mwah, chef's kiss. It's just, chef's kiss. yeah. And um, it, sometimes it's better when they don't, when they don't react and then it just tortures me, but yeah. You know. Well, the, I think that they know, like. They probably know that maybe that's part of it. Maybe they're pranking you. They are. 
And you know what? That's what's about like my sweet, quiet father-in-law, Bruce. He probably was like, Kim's totally put this can of chili in here. And I'm just not going to say anything because she's waiting for me to be like, what's this can of chili doing in here, kids? And I'm like waiting, waiting behind the door, which is weird. Yeah. Like my father-in-law. And then he's nothing, nothing. Yeah. So (laughs) there's a game I'd like to play with you. Uh, I would love it. I know, right? And actually, that's a game. So uh, this is a twist on the yes and stories. Yes and story. Yes, it's about accepting the information that's given to you and it's about building on it. Um, so with the yes and story is somebody's going to start with uh, one sentence. The other person's going to listen and just going to say yes. And they're going to add to it. And then the other person will continue saying yes and add to it. Now, the only thing that we cannot say is but with one T and okay. no, we cannot say we cannot say no or but like the idea is that we cannot negate what the other person just said. We just want to yes and add to it. All right. In order to bring a twist to it, for those of you who are watching this, we're going to add some just to you know start with a prompt. We're going to have some uh, uh, video filters here. So. I'm going to start with a sentence um, and uh, Kim, you start from here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, great. So once upon a time, um, there was Gizmo, the one-eyed alien walking in a forest. (laughs) Gizmo came across Frank. Frank had never seen an alien in his life. Frank decided that he wanted to talk to Gizmo about his life in space. (laughs) Gizmo was extremely curious about what Spain was and was wondering, is Spain a type of chili? All of a sudden, Gizmo came across the Spanish happy friend named Frank. Oh, wait, did I already say Frank? <laughs> Steve. Steve. Steve wanted, it, Steve wanted him to know that Spain was a magical, magical place to visit. Mm. <laughs> yes. 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 And Steve... Uh, Steve's favorite food uh, was paella, uh, which is typical mm. from Spain. And therefore, uh, he brought Gizmo to a paella restaurant. He made sure to add seafood to the paella because <laughs> it makes him make, because he knew Gizmo would love it very much and get ready for the evening Spanish dance party that they're about to have. Yes, and uh, Steve proceeded to show his signature dance moves. The ratings are going up. The yeah. ratings are really going up. Two how more can, views. How can we wrap up this story? <laughs> Yes, and Gizmo had the time of his life with Steve in Spain, 
And then he orbited back to space to tell all of his family and friends about his adventure. <laughs> the end. That was the best podcast you've ever yeah. seen in your whole life. Yeah. Yes. But you know what? Oh, hold on. I'm still a gizmo. Let me let me take that away. I hope it. Oh, I was going to say, I hope you have technical difficulties and gizmo just stays there and you're like, how do I get out of here? (laughs) No, but the yes and is just fun because you go, you know, everything is possible when you yes and instead of blocking ideas. Right. So the idea was to bring a little bit of that now, Kim. Where can we find more of your awesomeness? I think the best way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn. I hang out there a lot because there is. And if you have not found your LinkedIn networking community, it's such a great space to really find your people. And everybody that knows that are on LinkedIn on a regular basis, they know. Um, highly recommend getting those networks. And that's where you're going to, I mean, most of my clients is who I've found on there, which is amazing. Yeah. So link my LinkedIn, which will be in the information on, um, on this link. And then there through there is a Calendly app that has all of the options. Um, I do like free consultations to kind of touch base about, you know, what's going on in people's business and what they want to do. And then I also have infusion zoom hour that gives people all the tips and tricks and confidence they need to infuse some levity and humor into their projects their business their posts however you want to use it yay do that i strongly encourage you out there to reach out uh and uh and if anything follow kim on on uh, linkedin (laughs) because that's hilarious uh you can hear about bruce's kind of chili uh or right. um yeah i ovan i don't know if anyone oh, yeah, knows ovan, about, the, ovan. The, the oven whirlpool the oven yeah yes, um, yes, yes i think i have a new one i think i'm gonna post this week so stay tuned people yes stay tuned follow me on linkedin because ovan has a friend this is oh. the inside scoop ovan has a friend not gonna tell you what it is because i'm gonna post about it all right um it's hilarious people i haven't posted about Ovan in a long time. Yeah. It's my oven, my oven that I personify, which is another thing I can teach you about in my course. Yeah. Personification of something to create a personality Mm -hmm. um, is my oven. And so Ovan has a friend that you all will soon find out about. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait (laughs) to, to, to know who Ovan's friend is. I find like there may even be like, Good complexion. A love connection. Yeah, exactly. love connection. Maybe. May Ovan be in love? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, this being said, thank you so much for being on. Uh, Kim, thank you out there for uh, watching you. and listening to the Mint Green Ukulele. And uh, see you in the next episode. We are ending this with a tiny hand dance. If you're in a rut, move your butt. If you're in a rut, move your butt. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching or listening to the Man Green Ukulele podcast. You can follow and reach out to our guest at the links available in the description of this podcast. If you enjoyed our joyful conversation today, please consider subscribing or leaving a review. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on LinkedIn 
and you can come and say hello. Or if you want to hang out, I host regular free masterclasses where we play our way to less stress and more joy. So you can find all the information on my LinkedIn profile. I hope to see you soon. Ciao.